Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Digital Mittelstand. My name is Jan and I help small and medium businesses, so Mittelstand, to overcome their digital transformation challenges. In this video, I will talk about business process management in the new normal and of course how it will affect the Mittelstand. In this episode, I will use the BPM guide, which I prepared a couple of months ago, where I interviewed top six uh, BPM experts. Therefore, I won't have any guests. So let's dive into it. BPM in the new normal, a handy best practices guide for small and medium businesses. So Mittelstand. For our participants who are in the audio podcasts, I will go through the guide as reading out loud. And for the participants who uh, watch us on YouTube, they can read on their own paces. So in the beginning, of course, I have the content and this content will also define today's uh, structure. And of course, I will start with the introduction uh, and I will introduce whom I interviewed with. Um, then I have three questions and I will have each questions answered separately by our interviewees. So we will go question by question. The first question is digital transformation and business process management trends in the new normal. The second question is no code, low code approach versus the high code approach especially when it comes to the Mittelstand. And the last question is uh, top three suggestions uh, for Mittelstand in their digital transformation challenges. Then of course, I will make a small conclusion and that's it. You know me anyways, so I skipped the, about the other part. The introduction, as I mentioned, um, the corona crisis have shown us that we need digital transformation urgently. Therefore, uh, unfortunately, the corona itself uh, helped uh, us to realize the fact. And I think uh, for corporates, for big corporations, they have the luxury to take their time and adopt to ever-changing situations because they have infrastructures in place, because they have uh, money or resources available. However, for SMEs, this is a, a non-negotiable question. They need to act as quick as possible and they need to act now. Therefore, I interviewed six uh, top business process management experts. Uh, mainly, the majority of them are in Germany and asked them their opinions about the new normal um, after the crisis. And also their top suggestions where Mittelstand managers or owners can apply right away. Going further with our interviewees. So I have Anton Kram. He is the CEO of Valial Solution and he is one of the most experienced uh, BPM consultants in Germany. Then uh, Ariet Das, he is from Deloitte Consulting. So he represents the consultative uh, part and he is also quite experienced in uh, SAP environment. Then I have uh, Björn. 
And Bjorn is the managing director of Miniotics, and he is a BPM expert and very uh, structured consultant, I would say. Then I interviewed with Olaf. He is the CEO of IBPM, one of the biggest BPM consultancies in Poland. And I interviewed Philip Henle. He is head of technology from uh, Bamero AG. And they are also experienced in digital transformation. As well as last but not least, I have interviewed with Shanai Lelic. Uh, he is the managing director of One Assist. And he is one of the MVPs of uh, Microsoft Visio. The first question. How do you see the digital transformation and business process management trends in the new normal? Let's start with Anton Kram. The COVID crisis has proven how companies struggle with their digital transformation. And the classical perception of BPM is used to be the visualization and the documentation. And the crisis showed us that uh, the BPM after the COVID crisis can only function properly with execution and automation. And also, it's very important to know your data. Uh, decide your strategy and then execute. That's only possible if you know your data well. Arijit says that the companies have to be digital regardless of their industry. Because COVID showed us that we can be caught on the wrong foot when things go south. Therefore, we have to be digital as quick as possible. And also, um, his understanding of BPM is that BPM is the orchestration. Therefore, you need to uh, break down your processes, understand your processes, study your processes, and then uh, orchestrate your processes accordingly. So, as I always say, first optimize, then automize. Moving on with Bjorn, the process-oriented approach will gain significant importance and shape how we manage repetitive work. This is very important because process-oriented software it will be pre preferred over uh, feature-oriented software, which means uh, we have to take control of your processes in order to be more efficient with our outcomes. Uh, so I always say we have to choose the tool as per our processes, not to define our processes as per the tool. So uh, this is very important. Moving on with Olaf, um, the driver of digital transformation uh, is COVID nowadays, as he mentioned. The COVID crisis has shown us that in two weeks, companies were able to accelerate their digital transformation significantly, which would have never been possible before if we have thought in regular ways. It is possible to make the shift. And unfortunately, the reason for that was the COVID crisis, which means we can include these deadlines. We can include a strict timeline in our digital transformation projects, which will help us to be stay uh, in the motivation. So with the little gains from these little uh, aims that we put ourselves, we will also motivate ourselves better. Moving further with Philip, he mentions that the documentation is crucial, but 
digital documentation is way more important because people saw that, realized that they cannot reach to their offices even though uh, they have all the processes documented in their uh, office buildings. Therefore, you have to make them accessible from everywhere in, in a digital world. Also, he mentions that integration with the legacy systems should be no big problem. Therefore, we need to use new technology to be able to uh, communicate and integrate with the legacy systems, therefore eliminating manual efforts. Manual efforts like uh, taking data from, let's say, the ERP system and putting it into Shenai mentions that knowledge and experience should be accessible to anybody who needs it from anywhere. As I just said, the data is there. It should be accessible and also it should be transferable, which will ease the onboarding of employees, which will prevent the loss of know-how and therefore it will increase the efficiency. And the next question, no code or low-code approach versus the high-code approach. Anton says that all approaches have their own benefits. One should look for which of them suits their digital transformation strategy best. And exactly uh, for complex projects, for uh, complex processes, a high-code solution might be preferable. But in the most of the cases, especially for the Mittelstand, this is not the case. Mittelstand should start small. Even though we think big, we should start small. Therefore, we can start with a no-code, low-code approach and build it over time. Moving on, Ariad says the software should be robust enough for everyone to use it. And that's no brainer. In 21st century, the easiness to use is one of the most important USBs of almost every product. Look at Apple products. It's the ones that are literally the easiest to use. And uh, that's quite crucial for business process management. And this is valid for any kind of software that we use in our daily lives. Moving on to Bjorn. High-code tools are more suitable for companies with strong software development teams. And no-code, low-code tools allow companies to create their own solutions and more suitable for product-focused companies. And he mentions that you need to be driven by your USP, which I like this approach a lot, because if your USP is the product, then you don't need the complicated, sophisticated software behind. However, if your USP is on the software development, then you might literally need high-code solutions. So I think this is a very, very reasonable approach, especially being customer-centric and product-oriented. I think uh, very well summarized. Olaf says uh, it all depends on the customer needs and exactly uh, what I have mentioned before. And there could be a hybrid approach. It could be start low code, no code, and then move into high code. Or even for the same company, the processes can be divided two different approaches. However, it's good to start small and then uh, build accordingly. The, the key point here is that not to overthink, not to overcomplicate, but start uh, from somewhere and start quick, iterate quickly and get the results as quick as possible. Uh, the choice should be as 
the customer requirements, as Philip mentions, and it aligns with all the other experts, which makes sense because the customer is the key, is the key of uh, every single action that we take. Therefore, of course, it's a matter of investment. The customization level will also be a deciding criteria. However, sometimes no code, low code is the easiest way to go because it is a typical process, could be faster to implement. However, in some cases, when the processes are standard, we know what to do and the processes are rarely uncomplicated, then no-code, low-code solutions is the easiest way to go. But high-code solutions also comes with the budget and the investment. So one should decide as per their own needs. And moving on to Shenai's answer, high-code tools always have the advantage of the total customization, which means everything can be customizable. However, this is also the weakness of high-code tools that comes with the cost of resources time and money. Therefore, there should be a thin line deciding uh, in which direction to take. However, he mentions something very important because Microsoft put this terminology into uh, the field and which is citizen developer. And Chennai mentions that it's not a trend, it's a long-term direction, which can free up your IT resources. Citizen developers are who has IT affinity, they have IT background or they want to learn about IT, uh, they can help uh, your company to develop uh, software, which means you can free up, up your IT resources. I think uh, that's also very important to have citizen developers within the company. Third question, your top three suggestions for companies facing digital challenges. Moving on with Tony, I think it's to accept it seek help, be agile, and know your data, which is very crucial. Study your data, know your data, know yourself, know your customer. Moving to Ariit, it's very important to study your processes. So know your processes. I know it's the same with the previous one, but it's great to see that our experts align in some points. And it's so interesting, apply to 8 to 20 rule, because in many areas of our business, 8 to 20 rule is so valid and might save us valuable resources. And I also believe that applying to 8 to 20 rule will increase our efficiency and also decrease our time from idea to production. Moving on with Bjorn, seek out the product market fit, look for the customer needs, understand and match them, then go from there. So as I mentioned before, think big, start small, and most importantly, start now. Moving on with Olaf, for SMEs, first thing is to go to the cloud. And if you are very afraid of being your data uh, to be sensitive, you can use the hybrid cloud. So you can keep your date, sensitive data in your own servers and upload other relevant data to cloud. And I also, he mentions that we might seek for help because there are uh, a lot of supports, a lot of subsidies for consultancy and just do it, just start. Starting is a key point, but starting now is the most important, I believe. Moving with Philip, he mentions that we need to analyze. We need to analyze our 
existing software, our legacy systems, our infrastructure. And then he suggests us to use uh, agile methodologies, which will help us to uh, have the quickest results. And then we can, by integrating the, all of the stakeholders, most importantly, our employees and our customers in the earliest phase possible, we get the fastest feedback. Therefore, we are there providing most value as in the quickest time possible. Therefore, I appreciate the suggestion and I also am a fan of Agile methodologies and Agile will definitely help Mitesh Tant to overcome their digitalization challenges in the fastest time as possible. Last but not least, Chennai's advice is to plan, document, optimize and choose a simple tool, which is very important. Get a simple and easy to use tool to save time because time is one of the most uh, challenging obstacles for the Mittelstand because they are always blamed to be to have inertia and by saving time we can move faster by moving faster we can get the quickest ROEs possible. And coming to the conclusion last year showed us that we were not digitalized enough regardless of the company sizes. However, SMEs, so the Mittelstand were way more affected in comparison with uh, other companies, especially with the corporates. Therefore, SMEs, so the Mittelstand should act way more faster in order to protect their competitiveness, uh, protect their business model, also to expand their business model and create new revenue channel, channels with the digital business models enabling the digital transformation. And there are methodologies out there, there are technologies out there, it's all available. And by getting professionals on the board and SMEs can benefit from the technologies out there even more than the corporates. Before I close, Digital transformation is not a should, it's a must for the Mittelstand. Therefore, we need to act quickly. I, I will skip the, about the other part, but you can definitely connect me on LinkedIn, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I will put the links in the, in the description. And thank you for watching or for listening. Uh, please feel free to contact me. I hope this video helped you to understand how the digital transformation trends will be on the, in the new normal. And before we close, uh, if you like the BPM guide, I will put the link, of course it's for free, I'll put the link in the description. And that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you find uh, digital transformation topics interesting, especially for small and medium businesses, so Mitesh Stand, you can subscribe to my channel. Ciao.